October 15th in Las Cruces, New Mexico. The New Mexico Lobos roam down Interstate 25 to battle their bitter in-state rivals, the New Mexico State Aggies in the Rio Grande rivalry. The Lobos, winners of the past three rivalry games, leapt to an early 3-0 lead thanks to a cleverly kicked 44-yard field goal. The Aggies answered with a timely 22-yard touchdown pass to take the lead 7-3. The Lobos bounced back and converted another field goal to slice the Aggies' lead down to 7-6. Both teams traded missed kicks before halftime and the score remained the same. In the second half, fortuitous field position found the Aggies. Advantageous adventures arose and the crafty crew from Las Cruces carved their way to a timely two touchdowns which elongated and extended their lead to 21-6. A bend but don't break defense by the Aggies locked up the Lobos, allowing only one second-half field goal. The Aggies came away with the victory, and the fans found themselves flying high, which led to a fabulous overnight fiesta. New Mexico State 21, New Mexico 9. Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our recap of Week 7 of college football action. It was quite a weekend. We had stuff at all levels that ended up being wacky, weird, and coming apart at the seams at the last moment, it seems like. I'm Jordan. I am VP of Graphic Design. And I'm going to call myself uh, Chancellor of the Exchequer this time, okay? I feel like I've feel like i earned that title. With me tonight, as always, is Commissioner Escalante and our special guest, our three-time guest, I believe, Chicken Sedan. Yeah, it's my third time. Uh, and I, I mentioned before that I'm going to claim the title, since it seems to be vacant, of uh, Minister of Stale Memes. Uh, there we go. If anybody watches the the Twitter and sees every once in a while, there's a, a lazy meme, something that was, you know, probably dead three months ago and, and it gets put up on the Twitter. It was probably something I posted. Chicken, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Uh, I was I was mentioning before we got on the pod that uh, I, I, I probably failed in my sickos due diligence and I kind of watched a few good football games on Saturday. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, we got a, a, a wood-burning fireplace. We got the fire going in the house, and the dogs nice. sort of laid by the fire all weekend, so they had a good time. It's, it's going good well. Good time. How about you? Good. Mine was good. I had I had lots of games going on. I finally figured out a way to... I was multi, multi-videoing on my, my desktop. The Varsity app, of course. Hearing Hartzell on the Blitz thing helps a ton when you're trying to be out and about and follow you know a dozen games at a time Kamish, how was your weekend it was good uh it was a lot of a lot of some some crazy wild games not necessarily all the the top name ranked games there was a lot of drama and in overtimes in games that you know nobody really was essentially paying attention to uh which which is a lot of fun when you get a game that goes mm-hmm. into like four overtimes uh, in like a random American game uh, out of nowhere, uh, which, you know, the you can whatever you want to say about the two point conversion thing. You know, once it hits third overtime, it, it's like you're playing tennis a little bit like, you know, you serve, I serve. But no, it was a great weekend. It was jam packed. And I, I'm a little tired. Like I, I did not do well on the Hawaii test this week. I'll just say that. Oh, I'll, I'll totally give you that, too. I did not either. I after the first quarter, I zonked out. I am officially too old for this shit, quote unquote. It feels like <laughs> I was I was long asleep before that game started. I think I went to bed around nine o'clock. All right, so I guess I made oh. it longer than than all there of you. Go. So there I feel go. feel slightly better. 
about that. Okay. So for our game of the week this week, we had the Battle of Enchantment, the Battle of I twenty five, the what was what's the actual name of it? The Battle of the Rio Grande, the Rio Grande rivalry. Yeah. It was New Mexico State, New Mexico, and New Mexico State wins it. That's right. This was a lot of fun. This game was a little back and forth, but New Mexico State, once they got going, they sort of put their foot down on New Mexico's neck and held them there. I was really surprised to see that. Uh, the the Aggies' defense was great, even though they, they gave up a lot of yards, which, I mean, New Mexico outgained them. But, you know, as Kirk Ferentz says that, you know, offensive yards are overrated. Yep. And, and this really proved true in this game. You know, even though the Lobos had more yards, they uh, they couldn't get they didn't score a touchdown. I mean, they got three field goals, which is not necessarily ever a, a great way to try to win a game. New Mexico State had some short fields, and they were able to punch it in for touchdowns. So they cashed in their short fields for touchdowns, and, and they really capitalized on it. It was a great, fantastic game. The enchantment, entanglement, or whatever we want to call it. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was great to just uh, bandy about with the social media. I did drink my final Pistol Pete 1888 after the Aggies victory yeah. to celebrate for them. So, uh, I mean, they would, I think, I think in their, uh, what is their, the, the song that they sing at the end, it says the Aggies will drink until they wobble in their shoes, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's on the can. So I could kind of sing it along with them, but it was, it was a lot of fun and, and congrats to New Mexico state. What a, what a win. It was the, the interesting thing was, so New Mexico outgained them 252 to 208. But also, New Mexico ran 35, 25, 25 more plays than New Mexico State. New Mexico State only ran 45 plays, but did so much more with it. I was really proud of the Aggies. They played really well. Next week, they are at, they host San Jose State, which Ooh. I don't know about that one. San Jose State had a rough one this weekend, too. They did. But after, after that, New Mexico State heads to UMass, which Boy. is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. Guaranteed to be on Flow Sports for sure. <laughs> no, it's at you know it's in, it's at UMass. Oh, so it might not be. It might not be. Uh, oh, we'll see. We'll find we'll it. See. Doesn't matter where yeah. it is. We're gonna oh find yeah, it. yeah, we're finding it. <laughs> hey, can we talk about Rank Tulane real fast? That's right. Roll wave. Roll fucking wave. I'm so happy for them. Uh, so I mean, who was it that found the uh, the the old Tulane mascot that looked like somebody just like took a hefty bag and painted the Green Wave logo on? Was no, I think no contacts had it, but I've seen it before. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, we, we definitely dug that one up before in the off season for sure. It it just looks like one of those like inflatable, maybe Missy Elliott. I can't stand the rain. Tulane Green Wave. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what it looks uh, like. <laughs> just basically, you know, a fisheye uh, lens. I need a fisheye lens uh, on this. Need thing. a fisheye lens, and you know. Definitely just an inflatable, what are, what are like the inflatable sumo suits where you would wrestle in? It yeah, kind of looked like that in the shape of an angry brown. wave. It mm-hmm. def- definitely something like that. That's what it looks like. And, and that's great. I mean, the first time they've been ranked <clears throat> since 1998 because, you know, baby, it feels like 1998. It feels like 98 it now. Does. That's right. Yeah, 90s are back, baby. Because Arizona is ranked number four. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, that's not happening. <laughs> Hold up. They, they didn't do too well against Washington, but they, they fought well in that game. They did. They, they, did. they battled back. They almost, you know, they just fell short. When, when, we kept, when we kept hollering, it feels like 98, I went back and pulled the final 98 poll. Yep. And some of these things, you know, definitely feel like 98. Fourth ranked Arizona with 12 and one record does not feel like, does not feel like that. 
No, I just not not this year. I, no, no, not feeling that. No. no, I'm also not feeling a nine and three Notre Dame. No, did Arizona play in the Rose Bowl that year? Was it Arizona Ohio State? No. So so fun story. Arizona's never been to a Rose Bowl. What? No, yeah. they've never been. No, they've, never. in program history, they've never been to a Rose Bowl. In fact, that year I looked it up. They um they lost to UCLA and UCLA mm-hmm. won the Pac twelve Pac ten. And UCLA went to the Rose Bowl, and they, and Arizona ended up in the Holiday Bowl. Yeah, it feels like '98 for a lot of reasons. '98 was Tulane's last ranked season, where they ended undefeated, and they finished seventh in the AP poll, I believe, at the very end. Yeah, that was the uh, first year of the BCS, which you know I, they had to go to the Liberty Bowl, and they they won that one relatively handily. That was the the Tommy Bowden coached Tulane Green Wave with the offensive coordinator of Rich Rodriguez. Oh my God! That, <laughs> you to, that's Jacksonville that, State's coach, Rich Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, and of course, Tommy Bowden did not uh, did not coach that bowl game though. He left he to go was to Clemson. Off to Clemson. That's right. Hey, uh, how many ranked teams did Tulane win, beat in eighty in nineteen ninety eight? I don't think Is this any, a... maybe maybe one. The answer is zero. Okay. The answer is answer is zero. What, what conference were they in? That was that was CUSA. That they were was, in Conference USA, yes. Yeah, that was CUSA, who was uh, Tulane, Southern Miss, Louisville, East Carolina, Army, Houston, Memphis, and Cincinnati. We, we, we learned recently that Conference USA is the Conference of Theseus, where literally every team has yes. turned over. Other, so now that Tulane, is, Tulane has their poll in the polls, the longest droughts are Wyoming, who has not been in 391 polls. Or they are, yeah, they are. They are 391 polls since their last appearance. Rice, who is uh, 959 polls from their last appearance. New Mexico State, who's 961 polls from last appearance. And then the Mean Green in North Texas, 977 polls from their last appearance. How long has North Texas been a football team? Have they been? Oh, 19. They've been around for a long time. They have been in the polls. All these teams, all these teams have made some. Uh, North Texas started playing football in 1913. Yeah, they've been around for a while. So, so what we're saying is ranked ranked Rice is our next is going to be our next big. Actually, we can probably get ranked Wyoming first. I feel like ranked Wyoming's a, ranked Wyoming's a possibility at some point soon. So, congrats, roll wave. Tulane yes. looks good this year. Six and one. Six and one. They got some. They got some fun, tough, uh, you know, games coming up. I think they got Memphis next week. Memphis is always feisty. Memphis and Tulane just basically drive up I-55 and you're there. And it's 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 a, a nice little drive on I-55 uh, from New Orleans to Memphis. And really, it, it's a nice battle. And they always play each other close. And it's kind of like Tulane and Houston. They're always crazy close games. And, and it should gotcha. be fun to watch. Yeah. Kamesh, I owe you five bucks. It is 917 Central on a Sunday night. And Brian Harson still has a job. I, wait. I, I don't even remember this bet, but sure, pay me five dollars. You know, I owe you five bucks. I owe you five bucks. <laughs> I bet you. I, I bet you five. Pretty... I forget when it was. I bet you I, five. So I said he wasn't going to be fired. Yeah, yo, you, you said you said. Was. Yeah, you said he was. Gonna, he wasn't going to be fired. I said he was. Okay, all right. I was. Oh, I, I was. I was sure he was on. Who's done I'm, this a, I'm a Brian Harson believer. Okay, there you go. Oh no. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> so so when Brian Harson gets extended, send those complaints. Hey, Escalante. They, they battled hard with Ole Miss, so I mean, like the kids aren't giving up. No, no, I'll for just sure say not. that they're not giving up, and they actually scored points in the second half. I mean, that's that's a big improvement. You know, the the most lively part of that game was the streaker ran across the entire field and 
then the security guard just like good tackle good tackle. Tackle. i mean oh god like just lowered the shoulder kept his head up and just drove him into the the american flag painted on the end zone there yeah. Should have taken it a is. should have taken a cue from the LSU fan. Just uh, just chill out. Maybe you get away with it for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I forgot about that guy. Thank you for reminding me. The dude that just randomly walked down <laughs> yep. the field, there you go. and like he was on the front porch, like your grandma saying goodbye to you, <laughs> just looking at the game going on. So I actually had uh, half a mind to uh, throw up a alert for Brian Harson to see if it comes up during this, but I honestly, we, I, I know you had that discussion last week about uh, not being able to manage notifications on your phone, Jordan, and I have that yeah. same uh, paralysis, so I don't even know how I would go about putting up a Brian Harson alert, and if I did, then uh, I would be haunted because three, four years from now, when when some. Uh, G5 team uh-huh. hires Harson. I'm going to get an alert and I'm just going to have no idea how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. So even though it's not a sickos game, I feel like we need to say something about Tennessee, Alabama, because it was a one. It was actually a really good game that lived up to the hype, which, which is very rare in these kinds of things. Yes. And two, there were some like really fun things in there. Yeah. Kamesh, I know you don't want to hear about this, but we had some puking intimidation and it was great. Okay, so uh, I've actually been able to to watch this one because okay. it, it's not like a direct looking at the the guy's mouth puke. Nope, nope. Uh, because that's what the other ones were. Like was, you could yeah, just huh? see, like inside their, like you could see their face doing that. This was a little bit off to the side, so you could only see like what's coming out, you know, sideways, like the profile. So I was okay watching this one. But after the after the puke. He just stares down Alabama, and it's beautiful. <laughs> he's staring him down, and he's shaking his head up and down like, "Oh yeah, yeah. you want some of this?" Yeah, yep. just like I, I can't. I'm like, like you just. I mean, you know, whenever you're in college, you throw up, and then you come back and continue drinking. That mm-hmm. it seemed like that was the the puking rally, so Good to speak, rally. for the uh, the we puke it, rally. We called, it, we called it. We called it the. We called it the Booten rally. That was yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. We went to school in the, in the Northeast. <laughs> uh-huh. called it called it beirut and not uh beer pong you know yeah <laughs> so uh of the two uh notable puking incidents this weekend that i'm aware of there might have been more and we'll notable. get to the other one okay. later this one right. though it wasn't a shot you know you can't see it coming out of his mouth like you said it was a bit more voluminous there was something of substance it was there. <laughs> it, it was it had it had some body to it the other thing about this game that was really bizarre was the the, the refs were kind of weird. There were some calls that felt like gimme calls in both directions. And then that last kick, what? okay, it, it looked like an absolute knuckleball. It was spinning sideways. It was it was a gross looking kick. And the Tissy kicker had missed an extra point that I was sure, sure was going to screw them up. Like, I'm glad that Josh Heupel went for the two point conversion to cover that. Because I had this like awful feeling that that point was going to matter a lot at the end. But did that ball get tipped at the very end? I think it did. Um, I'm, I'm I was looking at it and it looked like maybe like a pinky of one of the Alabama linemen okay. got it to cause the rotation to be kind of weird and, and knuckleball. But I mean, I haven't seen like the sideline angle to confirm it. But just looking at it and the way that the ball like after it went past the pinky it looked like to me it was tipped ever so slightly which caused the the knuckleball and which is i mean is, is a fitting end to this game because it was just weird 
like such a, a pretty offensive game. Like, I mean, the, yeah. the Tennessee wide receiver had six catches for five and five, five touchdowns. Jesus Christ. It, yeah. it reminded me of the Randy Moss Thanksgiving game where yeah. he had three catches for like 150 yards and three TDs just torching the Cowboys. That that definitely reminded me of that one because, I mean, I mean, anytime you can almost average a touchdown a catch, and he had over 200-some-odd yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Nick Saban jumping up and down, living on the sidelines. I, I mean, I love that. Yeah. It was a lot of good – I mean, it was a fantastic game. I it mean, was, again, It was a really good game. We're the sickos, but, you know, yeah. again, we, we have to – I mean, sickos means we watch it all. It doesn't necessarily mean that we just completely focus on, like, the big games. you got to say there were some some real sickos moments at the end of the game. I only tuned in toward the end, right when Alabama scored, I think, to go to tie the ball game, And then yeah. the very next play, Tennessee just completely beefed the mesh point. What and did they Alabama do? Guy, they I like think... laid the ball down. Was, <laughs> I've, I've never seen a fumble look like that. Like Hendon Hooker did not even know what was like. He did not know he did not have the ball anymore. He was so confused. Yeah, it was it was, it was bad. And then and then we had the return to form of Alabama kicking, which is just appropriate in a big game when the kicker doesn't show up. And then you say knuckleball, but I saw it described by a uh, friend of the program, Spencer Hall, referred to it as a depth charge. <laughs> You think about there it. We go. It looks like the uh, the Boba Fett death charges when he, he yep. shoots out of his ship. On Twitter, had a funny story from uh, Greg McElroy who said that at the 2008 Tennessee Bama game, they had uh, this is Alabama side. They had uh, cigars in the locker room, but forgot to buy lighters. They asked fans for lighters, and they tossed them, and he stuffed them in his pants. And then coach put me in the game. I played the last two to three plays with five lighters in my pants. So, so of, <laughs> of course, I had to look it up. I had to look up like what what plays what what Greg McElroy was doing mm-hmm. uh, with the the five lighters in his in his football pants or socks or we we didn't. I don't think he ever clarified where they were on his person. So mm-hmm. uh, I looked it up, and I'm assuming he was in for four plays. So I'm, I'm going to say that he said two three plays, but I'm assuming he's in for four plays. Basically, he handed the ball off to running back Terry Grant. Four times, um, <laughs> which Terry Grant ran the ball in that game four times for 11 yards. He got that yeah. final first down. On fourth and eight, Terry Grant ran for eight yards to kill the remainder of the clock, and, and the Tide won that game 29-9. Then he had lighter. He had pants in his lighters. Lighters in his pants. Whatever it was. Yes, that's right. Shut up. <laughs> uh, this the more, more fun than the game itself and more relevant to us, I think, were the things around the game. So, for example, ESPN had a great graphic about the most points ever put up against Alabama in a game. And so Tennessee put 52 up against them on Saturday. To go to higher scores before that, we are going back to a time when football was not scored the same. We were going back to the days where touchdowns were five points and field goals were four. I know this because I looked up the vaunted 1906 Vanderbilt football team who hung 78 on Alabama. That's all right. Let's let, let me say it. Hold on, real quick. The vaunted Vandy offense of 1906. Yes. <laughs> and this wasn't even the minute. Uh, this wasn't even like the minute a score Vandy offense. Okay, that was wow. another year. This that was, was a the different year. one. Oh man, this. I mean, the vaunted Vandy offense is 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 you know a legend that you know we have just fully grown to appreciate nowadays because we've been looking up and and staring at Vandy's history. And this game uh, prompted us to, to go back to Vandy's history again. Thank you so much, Tennessee. 
78 to zero. They blanked Alabama. And this was the first also, this was under the quote unquote new rules that everyone got so uh, apparently what they were seeing is very much softening. Ruining the what? game. Ruining the game. Was this Teddy Roosevelt's thing- uh, meddling? Yes. Uh-huh. Because they added things like, let me let me go to my notes here. They added things such as making sure there's a neutral zone between the between the two teams at the line of scrimmage. Because that used to not be a thing. Oh, the woke Teddy Roosevelt organization. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Ruining uh, college you, football. You were now, reco- you, hurdling was now penalized. <laughs> oh. Offensive uh. linemen had to drop back five yards behind scrimmage if not moving forward. But the really fun thing here was that they started allowing forward passes a few years before that. And originally, if you threw an incomplete pass, it was a 15-yard spot penalty from where the pass was thrown. <laughs> so there was so, a penalty if you threw an incomplete pass. If you threw an incomplete pass, spot 15. penalty from where mm-hmm. you were, if you were on first or second down, because it was only three downs at that point. Okay. So on first so or look- second, if you threw a pass... 15-yard spot penalty. If the defense committed a foul, the 15-yard penalty didn't apply to the offense, but the defending team was not penalized either. All <laughs> DP, all all DPI. Just start just start mugging them. Who cares? Offsetting penalties is a discussion that I, I can't get into because I hate it and I think it's always terribly applied. Uh, <laughs> also, also, you could not oh, catch God. a pass more than 20 yards beyond the line of scrimmage and not beyond the goal line because the end zone had not been invented yet. <laughs> <laughs> well we saw that this weekend in the g- the game they played at uh the trash the Rocket City trash mm-hmm. <laughs> and we might see it next week in yeah. tennessee if they don't get their goal fund me uh supported that's right <laughs> so old old football is very weird and whenever you see things like a score of 10 to 4 well that is that is that is nothing but a touchdown worth five plus a kick plus one worth one plus a four point field goal it looks bizarre but like this is why also college football scoregami isn't super interesting because the game was put like rugby for so long that like there are one two point games from like way back that exist because the rules weren't codified until like the 1915 or so. Wasn't there at one Anyways, point where the actual touchdown was like barely worth anything and the point after was where you got the points or something? Yeah, there, there's there's been a couple of versions of that. This is like this is like rugby, soccer and all these sports sort of like evolving from each other. Anyways, congrats to 19... What we're saying is congrats to 1906 Vanderbilt. Claim that national title. They don't claim it for some reason. I don't know why they don't, but they should. We it's, give it to don't them. Let, don't let Yale have that. You know, on Saturday morning, when I was getting ready to like head out for the morning, I did not expect to have a bunch of people tag us like, hey, Bear shouted you guys out on game day. <laughs> and I that, about lost my shit. I, I, we, got, we got a bunch of mentions of like, hey... The bear, Chris Falica, he shouted you out on game day. I'm like, what? And it was like in the beginning of the show, which, I mean, yeah. it's un- understandable when we would get our mention, which we, I'm still shocked. I, I can't even believe that we got mentioned on game day. And he mentioned our Sicko's top 25. And then they, they proceeded to preview UConn against Ball State, Ball State. Yeah. New Mexico State, New Mexico State versus New Mexico. He made a quip about New Mexico State calling New Mexico the school up north. Uh, just like somebody else. And I think Reese Davis found that incredibly funny. And then uh, he mentioned the Nevada at Hawaii game, which I was yeah. like, okay, if you're going to do this segment every week, please bear. I mean, that that was amazing. That's the three that we 
you know, mm-hmm. are going to talk about the most on this podcast. I mean, we <laughs> let off the podcast for New Mexico State and New Mexico, you know. I mean, that's that's what we love here because we love all of the game and we love all we love watching all of it. So, again, thank you so much. I can't even like they, somebody clipped the the video for us. I think it's like yeah. PSC highlights. And yeah. I'm like, thank you so much for this. And I, I mean, this silly Twitter account again. I mean, we hit 50,000 followers. I'm like, what is going on, man? Yeah, we did. I'm still shocked. It's also very fitting. We did. We hit 50,000 not during a beautiful Saturday morning of college football. We hit it during Thursday night football, <laughs> where we were like telling people that they were free of their punishment from having to watch the NFL, that they could watch something fun instead. Come watch Baylor uh, in West Virginia. With, I looked like, at the account yeah, on yeah. Friday, and I saw it was over 50K. And I was like, oh, where did that happen? I didn't see it. Hey guys, is Syracuse good? Oh, all right. I, I think we need to that let's let's debate this out a little bit here. They beat a week in NC State, twenty four to nine. The funny thing about this game is that Syracuse only had two drives in the second half. They only had two drives in the second half. They got touchdowns mm-hmm. on both of those drives. So they had they had the ball twice, <laughs> and, and like NC State had the ball for so long. I mean, like did nothing with it. But they just had the ball. I just, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Like, I mean, like I'm watching the game. I have no idea what NC State's doing. I mean, they're, they're playing, you know, they're, they're backup quarterback, and I mean, they're they're trying everything. Like they're just throwing everything in the playbook, and the clock is just running. I don't know if it was a running clock. Who knows? But I mean, really, Syracuse is now six and zero. We yeah. we've we've had the question: Is Syracuse good? I feel like they are, uh, uh, maybe. I think so. Like I, I, I think I'm gonna I, say I, I'm very comfortable. I think yeah. we'll find out this weekend versus Clemson if they're great. That's I right. want to sidestep. Like, we'll the find question. out if they're great. I would. I would like to sidestep the question because I have another question that I'm gonna ask okay. and then immediately answer. And my uh, question. Right. So first off, before I get into what my question is, I want to go to. Um, I'm going to reference probably a lot of people listening to this, and I'm, I'm sure that both of you have read um, Alex Kirshner's excellent piece in Slate the other day, or he posted today about the Tennessee yeah. win and what it means. And I'm just going to quote a little bit from here because I think this applies to Syracuse. Quoting uh, from Alex Kirshner's piece in Slate, college football is America's most Sisyphean sport. You could spend your entire life dreaming about your program getting to the mountaintop the figurative one, not Rocky Top in Tennessee, and unless you root for one of a small handful of programs, you'll never get salvation. Such is life in a game with 131 teams in the top classification, about 15 of which are playing a different sport than the rest. So, Syracuse is not one of those 15 teams. They might end up in the top 15 this year, but they're not a consistent top 15 team, and that's fine. But here's the thing. They've been doing great. They've won the games they've played. And so my question that I'm going to immediately answer is, is Syracuse fun? And I posit that, yes, Syracuse is absolutely a fun team. And I'm going to use two examples. And, And I haven't watched much of their defense, so I don't know much about their defense, but their offense is fun. Leading it off is Garrett Schrader, and Garrett Schrader is the consummate college football quarterback. So he first crossed my radar. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm from the Midwest originally, uh, back in the Midwest now. And big, you know, I, I grew up watching Big Ten football. So I'm not the biggest well-versed in SEC football history, mostly. 
2019 Egg Bowl was the first time I ever watched the Egg Bowl. And you had quarterbacks uh, for Mississippi State. You had freshman Garrett Schrader, who uh, kind of longish hair. Not really that long hair, but like a, just a scraggly beard. Guys from North Carolina looks like the epitome of, you know, come from North Carolina playing in Mississippi State. On the other side of the gotcha. ball, you had John Reese Plumley, who I think he played baseball for Ole Miss as well. It just clean cut. Uh, you know, all American, good looking kid. And you look at these two and, and I made the observation during this game. I literally no knowledge of, of Mississippi football that these two quarterbacks, uh, they just completely represent just the stereotypes of the schools. And it was, it somehow got like 10,000 likes and I'm like, what the heck is this? There you go. And, and, and as you two uh, probably know by this point, every time you make a comment that's sort of a throwaway and, the intent there's no intention to insult anybody no fan bases no people but people in the replies got so angry and they thought i was insulting their team both sides they both got so angry it was very funny anyway so garrett schrader was in that game uh obviously old miss ended up winning and uh elijah moore did a a a a celebration in the end zone that will live on forever and both coaches changed the world it changed the world coaches ended up getting fired after the game Yes. Uh, into Miss uh, into Mississippi State the next year is Mike Leach, and Mike Leach likes to run the air raid offense. Who is absolutely not an air raid quarterback? Well, that would be Garrett Schrader. <laughs> so he stayed mm-hmm. on. I guess they line up at wide receiver a few times. I don't think he caught any passes. Ended up transferring to Syracuse last year, and here we go this year. And and the guy just. He's, he's a ball player. He, he, he'll he run the ball. He's not afraid to take a hit. He slings it. He's throwing almost 70% completions this year. He's got almost up to 1,500 yards passing. He's got 300 yards rushing. I think he ran for like 81 yards yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And it's just just fun to watch. And the other player on their team that, that just stood out to me, and again, I watched like the last – quarter of the game but the other guy on that team that stood out to me big time was aranda godson the second this yep. guy is yep. like six foot six just a bean pole of a guy catches everything and just just out there just having fun I, I i like the team i don't know if they're good i i won't answer that question but they're fun also garrett schrader last year at syracuse was a back a backup to a young man named uh tommy devito yes who uh we also are big fans of this year yeah. because Tommy Tavito is Illinois' starting quarterback. Yes. So it all works out. Yep. Everything comes back to Syracuse this year. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, 6-0 and, Syracuse. And Tommy and Tommy didn't have to switch colors. And he could just he had the same gear. Same gear. That's right. Perfect. I yep, mean, I think perfect. they're both sponsored by Nike. I mean, it, it works out. Uh, I, I wanted to mention that Syracuse is six and zero for the first time since nineteen eighty seven. Donovan McNabb didn't even put up a six and zero. No, wow. not a six and zero start. No, McNabb did not do that. Um, so the first time since nineteen eighty seven. So our little like you know question of is Syracuse good at like when they were one and zero after they beat Louisville and then Louisville, <laughs> Louisville <laughs> beat UCF. Uh, we started asking the question, and we're like, "Are they? They're fun, you know." Garrett Trader is is what I think they they call a gamer. Like yeah. he will do stuff, mm-hmm. like amazing stuff, like ridiculous stuff. Like I mean, he can make huge errors. He can make great plays when 
when everything goes off schedule or when the play breaks down. And that's what we love to watch because, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun. When, when I mean, like, the protection breaks down, he will scramble yeah. around and just throw a ball at a weird arm angle and somehow it gets tipped and, and Syracuse catches it for a first down. It's amazing. Indiana, <laughs> we think this was your 700 loss. News sites have corroborated this. But do you know how hard it is to fucking count loss oh, like over 700 losses across 120 years of football? It's hard to do, guys. It's I, so hard to do. I honestly, I was like, is it 698, 699? I, 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 I remember seeing a graphic for 698, but I don't even know what week I saw that graphic. So we're like, and then other news sites have said 700. And so it could be 699. We're not trying to like pick on you, Indiana, because there's other schools that are that are coming to that, that milestone. I believe Northwestern is, is, is approaching yeah, rapidly. They're real close. <laughs> with their year. So they make it there soon too. So it's not necessarily... Uh, a bad thing uh, to be there first, I guess, because I mean, you've been playing football since like what the 1890s, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a matter of time. It's kind of like, you know, you're, you're an all time NFL, great QB that throws a lot of touchdown passes. The, the interceptions are, are probably going to be coming along with that likely. Mm-hmm. So that that's not like a, a dig at you. Uh, it's, it's something to, you know, maybe put a feather in the cap mm-hmm. and, I mean, believe me, Indiana, you are the only team to beat Illinois this year. So hang on to that one. I'm going to posit that this was the dude's rock moment of the week where uh, a bunch of uh, young Indiana fans, all all young men, were uh, shirtless and dancing around in the stands during uh, loss number 700. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I am. That is those. Those are my kind of people. I feel that. I love it. Absolutely. Dude's rock moment of the week. Thumbs up, Indiana guys who are dancing there, swinging their shirts and enjoying it. Oh, I mean, they boy, did that. Was... I think like last year, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I've never, I don't think I've searched for the reason why they did that. And I, mm-hmm. I really don't care. Just do it. Enjoy. Just it's a lot of fun. It was an afternoon game and in October, and not a noon game in September, because these boys would have been hurting if they were out there in the sun. (laughs) Uh, LSU Florida was just as stupid as we thought it was. The part that I really enjoyed was watching Anthony Richardson break off a run and watching LSU absolutely have the worst set of tackles I've ever seen in my life. To say that he shook off the tackles implies that tackles were attempted. They were pushing him, hugging him. Like if he had had flags on his waist. There was no hug. Uh, you're giving credit for a hug. There was no hug. It was maybe a two-hand touch, which they, they wanted to do. It, maybe one hand, and, and I mean, if you, you play in the streets or whatever, is you didn't get two hands at the same time. They called that the pity pat touch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, but basically it seemed that way. Like when, when he took off, I, I was watching the, watching the game, of course, and, and when he took off, he just like, he pointed at his blocker, and so the quarterback just like takes on the blocker, and like he doesn't try to fight off of the blocker, nope. Until the, the quarterback gets past, and I'm like, okay, maybe the next guy will tackle him. The next guy comes up to him, and it just goes. Uh, he like touches his shoulder, and then I think the other guy next to him tries to do the let me do the weird uppercut punch to try to cause a fumble, nothing, but he was nothing. nowhere near and completely missed. Uh, like I don't even think he touched him when he tried to do this punch. Then a, a safety came over and dove at him and just not even close. 
Not even uh, in the ballpark. <laughs> and then I think another person maybe touched his right shoulder pad, and, and that was it. And it was just they could have tackled him. <laughs> Like he wasn't out in the open. Seriously, like all you had to Seriously, do was at like at one point he had four guys, like four yes. LSU guys. after he broken past the line, he had four <laughs> guys, four of the deep, like four of the secondary behind like, around him, and he managed to like to, again to say that he made it through implies that they were trying to do something. Yeah, it, he he could have just stopped, and I'm pretty sure they would have hit each other. Probably. Yeah, I just I just it, pulled this up on uh, there's a YouTube clip from PSC Highlights, the same account that clipped yeah. us and uh, clipped the bear account from earlier. And this is the first time seeing it, and it's it's amazing. It, like you described this perfectly. He calls out his his running back to block the first guy, and then he's coming out. Safety kind of slips, touches him. The other guy touches from behind. Two other guys just barely glance off of him, and then we get the dive and roll into the end zone and the jump spike yeah, I mean, at the end. Which it was is just a great way to finish. I mean, that was that. That was weird. I mean, because at the point in the game was like LSU had had six drives in that game and they had six <clears> touchdowns <throat> on each one of their drives. So so at that point that Anthony Richardson did this run, uh, Florida was down 42 to 21. So, I mean, it made it 42, 28 and then Florida came back and made it 42, 35. Then there was like a, a weird penalty which you thought maybe LSU was going to let it get away. LSU got a field goal, and then it was 45-35. So um, it, was, it was just a weird game. I don't, I don't know. I think there's a tweet that Billy Napier reminds me of, uh, like, a, a traveling baseball coach for, like, 10-year-olds, and he, dip, <laughs> and, he, and he dips. So, like, he's dipping while he's trying to teach 10-year-olds to, to play baseball as, as they go – on, on trips uh, around, like, Alabama, Mississippi, maybe, like, Theodore, Alabama, and Foley, Alabama, where they're playing mm-hmm. they're playing baseball on, on, like, weekend trips with the families driving in the minivans. But, yeah, I could see the – definitely can see that one. Uh, I think uh, – was it at Billy Gomilla, I believe, it said that? And, and, yeah, and that is stuck in my head. Normal. Yeah, and he's he said that, and that is stuck in my head because, I mean, I played baseball growing up, and – Totally. I would see him with the baseball hat on and a giant, giant dip in his cheek, just spitting <laughs> and, and yelling at you for not running out, a, you know, a pop fly or something and just, just screaming at you. And, you know, so that's yeah, Billy Napier, the, the youth baseball coach. I had a youth baseball coach that uh, in early season before we started, uh, you know, playing games, we would. Uh, one of the drills was we would be on the concrete for like the outdoor basketball hoop in the in the playground. And they would mm-hmm. hit the balls off an aluminum bat on the concrete, and you would have to corral the ball while having a piece of wood on your glove hand. So you have to learn how to do soft hand. <laughs> <laughs> this is no joke. Like the hardest shit I've ever done. I'm like eight. <laughs> Jesus, man. It, yeah, seriously. Like youth baseball coaches are are some weird people, man. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I mean, I played that. Growing up, my entire throughout high school, and then I played. Uh, like, I played. Oh man, it was just youth baseball coaches. They're they're a weird breed. I'm just gonna say that they're oh, yeah. they're a weird breed. Oh, yeah. Weird weird breed. Hey, uh, Kamish, who has the worst third down conversion percentage in college football right now? So the worst third down defense, right? Uh, that would be the Florida Gators. Uh, they have. Really? The, yeah. Do you miss Todd Grantham yet, Florida fans? I, I don't think they do. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I, I, don't, think, I don't think they do. No, I don't like, know. 
I don't know. Maybe all the the emotional blitzing that Todd Grantham did would mm-hmm. would you know stop some people. Uh, but but Florida's defense ranked one thirty first uh, in third down conversions allowed. Um, barely, 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 barely higher than Arizona State, Washington, Army, Oregon, Charlotte, Colorado, Kansas, and Vandy. We'll throw it in there. And, and, and the Husky Revolution, they're given a lot, almost nearly 50%, 54% on third down that, that Florida is going to let you convert on third. Jesus. What a, what yeah, a where's, wild conglomeration of teams, though. It's like, you look at stats. Yeah, like and, none of these make, like, like I, I'm surprised to see like Washington on there. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Oregon. In, Nothing in makes Kansas. sense. Well, hey, uh, after where, this where, week. Where is Todd Garantham right now, guys? I feel like he's like. Do you know? I know. I'm, I have it right in front of me. Where is he? Oh my god! Okay, let's see. Are, are we Grantham. guessing? Is he? Is he a D one yeah, school? Yes, he is. Okay, okay so he's um, at a D one school. He is not a coordinator. He's probably going to be a position coach, right? Is it FBS? Oh no, no. Okay. All it's right. FBS. FBS. All right. I'm. I'm going to say that he is the UMass D coordinator. I'm going to say yeah for Tom Brown. <laughs> Dad Brown does love his blitzes. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, it it uh, may make sense, know. but it's, it's, it's definitely wrong. Anthem. He's got to be. I'm guessing he's somewhere in the Sun Belt. Because he's probably staying in the South. He currently, as it, is it Nick Saban's school for wayward boys? Oh, of course he is. <clears throat> he doesn't get a phone Saban's- number. He doesn't get an email account. He just, he just cover. you know, he just looks at, you know, Third and th- third and twos. That's all he's paid to do. Nevada, 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 Hawaii. Jesus Christ. Nevada, <laughs> Hawaii. Nevada, Hawaii was. Uh, it started out as a freaking game. I said I. I dipped out about a, a quarter into it and watched some of the highlights later on. Yeah, I mean, how, how far did you make it, Kamish? Okay, I made it to the third quarter, and this Good. is the Team One Sports app. So I'm watching it on my phone. Like I can't cast it mm-hmm. to like my TV or anything. So I have my phone in my hand. I'm watching this game. And the only thing that I really remember from this game, I remember Hawaii got like a fake punt on like a fourth and 15 mm-hmm. or fourth and 13, whatever they converted in the first half. And, and they were going all out to get this win, which they eventually did, which is great. But I fell asleep with the phone in my hand and it was 21-16 in the third quarter. Hawaii won uh, 31-16. So me falling asleep, I guess, it helped Hawaii when it, I, I didn't make it to the, I did not pass the Hawaii test. I apologize to the Sickos listeners. I didn't do it. Uh, our, our friend, I believe, Podcat, uh, he, he screen capped both of these here, but the Team One Sports app was showing Hawaii commercials. There was one for some sort of like milk commercial where they're all joined. They're all like holding like half gallons of milk uh, and like gallons of milk on the beach. Because, like I mean, that's, that's what you do. You go to the like beach. You do. And you drink milk, apparently in Hawaii. Also, there was like a commercial for the McDonald's breakfast in Hawaii TV. So they had the spam and rice with eggs for breakfast. And then there was like some sort of Portuguese sausage. Uh, yeah. I could, I mean, I, I'd be down for like a spam McGriddle breakfast sandwich. I'd do a I don't spam know. McMuffin, yeah. 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 Ooh, so, wait, were you have... in, uh, uh, Commissioner, were you in, in bed while watching this game, or were you on the couch? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was in bed. But like, I, I, I think I think when I moved, uh, when the Utah-USC game finished, I, I moved to the bed, and I, I had, like, my headphones in, I listened to the full cast after dark, and then I had the, the Hawaii game going, 
uh, like no sound on it. And then once that ended, I put the sound on just watching these commercials. I mean, I, I mean the local commercials that you get period from anywhere, if you're not from there are always weird unless you live there, because then that's normal to you. Mm-hmm. But like just seeing the, just drinking milk on the beach. Like that was like the last thing I really remember. Like I went to bed, like I passed out. It was 2116. I think it was like mid third quarter. I almost made it to the fourth. I think I woke up, I think at like five or six. And it was like, I had the phone in my hand and it was off at this time. Uh, and then I just, <laughs> whatever, just threw it over and continued to sleep. But yeah, it was a great game. I'm, I'm glad for Hawaii. I'm glad you guys got the win. I, I did not pass the Hawaii test. I failed. This is my first time that I did not make it this year. So I made it to week seven being an old man such as myself. So I, I really, I, I'm going to give, you know, congratulations to myself. Cause I mean, we don't get paid to do this. So, you know, I, I'm up watching these games for fun. fun. By the way, the, the spam McGriddle does exist. Uh, back in the big 10, Wisconsin, Michigan state ended up being a way better game than like, I thought it was going to be. I it, saw precisely they, one play points. from this game. And it was the Michigan State fake field goal with like the time ticking off at the end of regulation. And I just rewatched no, it, it right now. It, it wasn't and a fake, it looks like think. it wasn't supposed to be a fake. Yeah. No, it was it. not a fake. No, it, it went horribly okay. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely not a fake. I don't I don't know. Like they tried to rush it on the field. They still had plenty of time. They had like at least like six seconds left. I'm and seeing then like 13 the snap right here before it was snapped. Yeah. Well, snapped it at like yeah, eight seconds, I think. Yeah, they had plenty of time. time. They plenty of time to take it easy, to do it, and they rushed it. Which I mean, like you have a kicking team doing a fire drill, which is never, never ideal, and they rarely make those kicks when they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one of the weird play. I think it was Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. They were like moaning in the booth. Um, it was there was weird. like a, yeah, there was like a like somebody acted to get like a personal foul. And he flopped, which there was a few of those this week, which was great. The Kentucky one was probably the best. Yeah. Uh, the one in the Kentucky game, that was the best flop. But they had one, and then, like, Spencer Tillman's going, like, making sex noises in the booth, which <laughs> Tim Brando was Tim Brando was the one that, that smacked, you know, Spencer Tillman's butt or his ass, smacking his ass in the booth. I don't know what's going on in the booth <laughs> between Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. I mean, we got sex noises from – you know, Spencer Tillman making weird sex noise. I don't know if they're trying to out RG3. Yeah, RG3 was RG3 not on this broadcast? No, no RG3 no, no, was no, not no. on this broadcast. No, I don't know what's going on with Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman, but there's they're, they're a weird pairing. We lost both of our undefeated G, uh, G5 teams this week, unfortunately. First one. Coastal, who, who probably looked the sketchiest of all the unbeaten G5 so far, they finally had their number called and ODU took them down. That's right. This was, I'm not surprised this happened because I said this, this felt like it was a long time coming, but ODU played real strong. They had Coastal on the ropes the whole time. Like it was okay. never even. Yeah. No. Coastal was never in this game. So I'm, I'm going to give credit to ULM. And so, like, you know, when you, you loosen a pickle jar, since, like, ULM almost... Oh, yeah, that, that was it. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. It. ULM, Terry Bowden, softened them up, finally finished them off, and then ODU took it all the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's outrageous to be, like, an incredible... So, like, doing this, like, being the sicko commissioner or whatever, like, just 
just trying to be like a an incredible homer for like a lower level FBS team yeah. is hilarious on its own. But saying that ULM loosened up somebody to beat mm-hmm. them is it, it it's it ranks really high up there for me personally. So I, I'm probably shedding some some tears of laughter right now. I don't know if you can see me on the video, but I'm Grace, like Grayson McCall, who again amazing lights out quarterback, got sacked six times. There was one of the, I don't know if he was 100% either, because there was one point where he was going to try to throw a Hail Mary at mm-hmm. the end of the first half, and it was the worst wounded duck I've ever seen thrown. Late, yeah. Like, I mean, he just threw it, and I don't know if his shoulder was right or not, uh, but I mean, it went like 20 yards, and it like just was the weirdest rotation floundering you know, pass I, I've seen. And so I, I didn't necessarily know if he's he's a hundred percent. I hope he's okay, but it, it was not a good day for Coastal at all, and and they got beat soundly on the surf turf. Uh, our other undefeated G five JMU lost to an angry Georgia Southern who's coming off their state law Georgia State loss. Kyle Vantries had a lights out day, five hundred seventy eight passing yards. Again, Georgia Southern is now an air raid team. <laughs> Clay Helton has changed them and molded them into this team that is, he is just like Kyle Vantries is throwing for 500 yards a week. And and so is, uh, is Georgia beautiful. Southern the only team that's broken the Nebraska curse? Yes. Yeah. Cause they've, they've won they've two been, games since beating Nebraska. No. And so, oh, uh, you, oh, you got it. Got one. Oh, oh you won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, but but Georgia Southern is the only team that that has broken the Nebraska curse twice. Right. So they have the most wins in this situation after they beat Nebraska. So that's yeah. Van Trees is. I, I mean, we we may have to re, reshape the the Detmer uh, based on him. The, yeah. Based on him, because I mean, everybody's like he's the leader in Detmer because he's he's just lighting it up. And I mean. Georgia Southern, I didn't expect him to be doing this. Like he threw for what eighteen hundred yards last year, the whole year, and he's at like twenty three hundred yards in yep. week seven. Uh, so I mean, Georgia Southern is incredibly entertaining. Uh, but you know, again, no more, no more G five undefeateds. Uh, the last two in the Sun Belt East go down this week. JMU still looks great. This was just a tough game to play. It's sort of fitting that the two like. You know, Georgia Southern was one of the most recent FCS coming up stories that did very well the first couple of years, and then JMU doing the same thing. So this all fits very well. Sun Belt's fun as hell. Yeah. Another another team that's having a great year is South Alabama. We talked a little about them last week. They are way under the radar of like everyone. They got some points in the poll this week, which makes me happy. Yeah. But South Alabama has been doing really well. They were leading. Uh, ULM was actually leading South Alabama at the half, yeah. and then the second half just. It was, it was just the, the horrible, like, one-two combo. So I was watching this one on the NFL Network. Yeah. So it, it's it's ULM <laughs> in South Alabama on the NFL Network. I'm like, yes. Like, this makes no sense. So it goes to halftime. ULM's leading 20 to 17. I'm like, I'm feeling great. And then the halftime, the halftime show is just nothing but NFL highlights. I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude I don't care about the Jets. Let's talk about the Warhawks. I don't care about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's talk about the South Alabama Jaguars. I mean, this is ridiculous. They're previewing, like, I don't want to hear about Lamar Jackson 
we could be talking about Chandler Rogers for ULM or something like mm-hmm. that. Give, give us some boogie night talk for yeah. ULM or something like that. Give us something like that. Nothing. NFL Network said, no, you're going to get nothing but NFL highlights in the middle of the college game, which is disrespectful <laughs> for Terry Bowden and, and South Alabama. I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. After the halftime, the disrespectful halftime. How dare you do this to the Sunbelt NFL Network? But South Alabama hit ULM with like a one-two combo punch, and that was it, really. Like, South Alabama takes the opening kick, drives it down in like five plays, touchdown, they're up 24-20, and then ULM has a weird deflection INT South Alabama, on the next drive, then South Alabama takes it, and then it's 31-20, and that was pretty much it. You know, South Alabama extended it to 41-20. ULM fought back to 41-34, uh, they had a chance with like a few seconds left, but South Alabama pretty much killed the clock at the end when they tied it up with five minutes to go. The third quarter was just like the worst possible thing to happen to ULM, and it just went horribly wrong. And, and they tried to fight back, but uh, it, it was just too too much to overcome. I mean, it, it, unfortunate for Terry Bowden's boys, and and you know, just I, I really wish they could have done better because I mean, ULM beat South Alabama last year. Yeah, but but I mean they put up a good fight, which is it's just what you want. I mean, with with a young team, and then I mean they they didn't have many returning starters, so ULM still fighting hard, uh, which is which is good. Hey, Notre Dame played Stanford this weekend, guys. They Stanford did. won sixteen fourteen on NBC. Now this is it the year that we're game. supposed to like uh, not hate Notre Dame because they have. Their coach is likable and yep. And I don't, I don't hate them at all. I, I, I think that the team's going to take some time to turn around. Yeah. And like, if you're, if you're letting Stanford run all over you, this Stanford, that's a problem. I think, I think their problems, just Notre Dame's problems. Just put it this way: uh, my high school, growing up in, in New Orleans, is affiliated with Notre Dame, and, and I've never been a fan, even though I have like families. Uh, you know my. Shout out Uncle Ron, my my Notre Dame fan, Uncle Ron. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a huge Notre Dame fan. But, like, he – I mean, really, honestly, I, I don't really necessarily like Notre Dame. But, I mean, really, they, they got to do better than this. But they don't have any, like, skill talent. They don't, they don't have – They don't have a quarterback. Nope. I mean, their quarterback got hurt earlier this year, and then they had a backup quarterback. And it's just I – don't, I don't think they have – like the talent there, like their lines, like the D lines, the, you know, the O lines, they're great. Like the tight ends, fantastic for Notre Dame. But I mean, like you can't really nope. get anything done on offense without any, some, some sort of skill player. So that, that's going to be something for Marcus Freeman to, to try to figure out. Is your, is your uncle Ron married to your aunt? That's the Miami fan. Cause no. that's some serious house. To that's buy the there. other aunt. Oh the God, that would have okay. been Jesus the Christ. Other, <laughs> that's the other aunt. So, so my my aunt, that's Catholics, the Miami Catholics convicts in house. I love that's it. right. My aunt Tony, that is the huge Miami fan, and so my aunt Lisa is the one that is married to Uncle Ron, uh, who is the huge Notre Dame fan, who who grew up also a Kansas State fan, and in in one of the weirdest things that I ever discovered, which like two years ago, like they've been married for like I, I can't remember how many years. It's over twenty, I believe. I found out he was an ex Navy SEAL. And I had no idea. And I was like, what the hell? Uncle Ron was a former Navy SEAL? What the fuck? Drew was like, a fan is a lot, though. Like, the years that you're... Like, you Kansas... Yeah, would have been grew growing up. up. He grew up, like, Kansas State when he grew up. 
in like the seventies and sixties. That, 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 that was some. No wonder why he became a Notre Dame fan because they were the only thing on TV then. And like you know, yikes! I thought, I thought you were gonna say that's why. No wonder he became a seal. He had to get that anger out somehow. <laughs> get as far away from Maybe. the flames as possible and just get yeah. to the water. Definitely. So it's weird. Like he's from Kansas and he was a Navy seal. Well, just weird as shit. But whatever. I love Uncle Ron is is phenomenal. He is the. <laughs> He's the classic. Oh, shout out to Uncle Ron's hangover shout after my Uncle wedding Ron. too. Oh my god, uh, Uncle Ron, legend. They're talking about <laughs> kiddo, but like they don't have any skill talent. They don't. I mean, like I don't. I can't name a wide receiver on their team. I can name you their tight ends. I, I mean, I don't. I know like their quarterbacks like Drew mm-hmm. Pine, uh, but I mean like, and then Who's the other one got hurt. Yeah, I'm like, th- there's not any of that. That you know, like the. Tim Browns or the Rocket Ishmaels or the, you know, I mean, you go back to maybe yeah. like what, Golden Tate? They don't even Tate, have like yeah. a Golden Tate. Uh, they don't have any, like in Equiminius St. Brown or anything like that. They don't they don't have any wide receivers that I know their name. And Stanford just plugged along, scored a touchdown, then they were like, okay, we'll get a field goal in the second quarter. We'll get a field goal in the third quarter. And then we'll get a field goal in the fourth quarter, and we're going to win this game with 16 points. I love how this podcast has just turned into remembering some Notre Dame guys. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. <laughs> hey, remember off-season, some Notre Dame dudes? Off season content when we when we start our Patreon, our Patreon episodes going to be remembering some Notre Dame guys. Fucking and we'll just like up. like every 30 seconds, we'll just name a Notre Dame guy <laughs> with just, no just, commentary, just, no just, commentary. Just, <laughs> Rick Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford has only beaten one FBS team. That was Notre Dame. Marshall has only beaten one FBS team. That was Notre Dame. Ooh. So let's go into something happier. Let's go. Cal played Colorado, and Colorado won a game. They rushed the field, and it was awesome. Amazing. I I absolutely got my VPN going for this one. I hooked up. I was in Moldova. Was super excited. The best part about that was when I posted the Moldova thing. Our followers, who are my kind of people, we know this, start posting Eurovision songs because that's how they know Moldova too. I'm super excited, Kamesh. This is the year we get you into Eurovision. We're I don't even get know you what in. This is. It's great. We're going to have so much fun. You're going to have favorite countries. I'll take you through the whole history of things. It's going to be beautiful. You're going to love it. I promise you. Did you get your Fubo trial for this? So I actually blew my Fubo trial, my, my free seven-day Fubo trial for this game. I was just like, I am going to sign up for Fubo and I'm watching Cal versus Colorado. Like this was the one that I thought could be Sicko's game of the week. Like when we were doing the rankings before we, yeah. we put it up to like the top 16, like, you know, Cal gave Arizona their only win last year. And I was like, man, I think Cal's going to do it again to Colorado. And they did. They so, did. I mean, this was just one Colorado was totally outmanned in this game, but they played incredibly hard. So hard. Like, the, the wide receiver, it, I don't know how he made that catch in overtime. I, I have no clue. I have no, like, it seemed like he just got, like, his his like his like big toe in and, and caught it at the just same like time after review. Yeah. Seriously. It was just an amazing catch. They were showing the interim coach for Colorado, like, going and taking pictures on the bye week with all the, the fraternities and, yeah. and trying to get everybody to come out. And they had, like, 50000 for the game. Which was great. It was a raucous atmosphere. Like they went, they went nuts, and they were they were super in it. They were pushing the Colorado players all the way. And I mean, really, I was actually 
just very excited to see like Colorado fight. Like I could tell that they weren't like as talented as Cal. And and I'm not going to put anything bad on Cal. Like Cal ran into like an unexpected hostile atmosphere. Yeah. In in crazy elevation, um, on like a weird sleepy time of the day for them, which I kind of thought was the formula. And they they did it. They 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 pulled it off, and they're the last FBS FBS team to get a win this year. So go. congratulations, Colorado. Congratulations, Buffalo. Uh, the Buffaloes, sorry, not, not not Buffalo Bills and, and Josh Allen or whatever. When they stormed the field too, I was I was thrilled. I was like, do it, do yeah, it. I mean, 100%. you don't know you don't know if you're going to get another one this year. Just do it. Go for it. Nebraska Purdue was just a weird, wacky game. Purdue kept going up. Nebraska would just come back, fire back. Purdue ends up winning it. I don't know that it tells us much about anything. Purdue's interesting because I think I saw that their back half of their schedule is easier than the front half of their schedule. Mm, I don't it, know about that. No, that, it's 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 kind of. I mean, they've they haven't beat Wisconsin since 2004, I think. Okay, and that's their next game. So if they can get over that hump, that would okay, be nice. So yeah. So uh, don't, got, don't we I mean, have they a have, Purdue Iowa have just, showdown at the end of the year? Uh, no, that's, sorry, that's Purdue Illinois. Yeah, Purdue Illinois. That one's going to be. It's the old yeah. oaken. That's the old oaken bucket. Oh, that's right. Boy. And that's going to be for Love the Big that. West. Do we know how much Maybe. the old oaken bucket weighs? I will find that out. We got to find that out. We just want to know how much your rivalry trophy weighs. That's all you think anybody ever fills the old oaken bucket with whiskey and just uh, goes to town on? <laughs> I, I, I assume it's someone's bucket for Coronas at some point. Uh, uh, of course. In the Mac, Kent State Toledo. Kent State jumps up to a 21 nothing lead in the first quarter. In like the first five minutes of five the minutes, game. It was like boom, 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 boom. We're like, oh, Kent State. They are forged by fire. They went That's through, right. you know, they went through the, they went through the, 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 right ski, the, the sharpening steel. The cru- they went through the crucible and now they're back stronger against Toledo. Toledo brings it up to 28, 28 by halftime. And then the game just gets out of hand. This might be I, my most embarrassing thing this weekend is that I have personal connections to both of these schools. My wife went to Kent state for a couple of years, transferred away, but uh, uh, both my parents are UT grads. And so, like, I should have a, a, a real connection to Kent State UT. I didn't watch it at all. Sorry. <laughs> but it's, like it's, a, it's, it's okay. This this one was, if you, I mean, if you wanted scoring, if you're the kind of person that's like, oh, if they're not scoring every two seconds on board, boom, 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 boom. This game was like a pinball table. Should have been a but Wednesday was, game. I, I, oh. This 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 would have been a perfect, like, Tuesday night game because everyone would have seen it. It would have yeah, been... Oh, Kent State started so hot and then just evaporated. I didn't even know what happened to for for Kent State to get out to the twenty one nothing lead. I like looked at my app and it was like twenty one. I was like, what the hell? Uh, so yeah, and then so I was like, I immediately you know wanted to see what was going on, and then like Toledo, you know, scores so it's twenty one seven. Then it's twenty eight seven. I'm like, okay, Kent State's got this. No, Toledo just just oh my god. I, I mean, I don't know what happened. It's like Kent State made them angry because, oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Toledo, like, take it out Toledo's, on them. Toledo's they, quarterback they hung, is like, good. 52? Yeah, yeah. Toledo's quarterback, Daquan Fenn, uh, managed six TDs. <laughs> Kent State's quarterback managed zero. Kent State ran all those in. Yes. So, yeah, it was a that was a weird one. Weird and apparently, one. Kamish, speaking of Mac action, your phone... Wanted some Central Michigan Akron action. 
Oh, seriously. Which which was weird. So, I, you know, every now and then I'll pull up an app to check a score. Uh, and, uh, and sometimes I use the ESPN app, which, you know, somebody's criticized me for using the ESPN app in our mentions. I, I, I didn't even click on the ESPN app for this reason. My phone just started auto-playing the audio of Central Michigan and Akron, and then all of a sudden, like, the little tiny screen popped up. It, it's like, I don't, I don't know what was going on, you know, like Steve Jobs or Tim Cook or whatever from Apple on the iPhone wanted to be like, hey, 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 hey. Siri was like, do you want to watch Central Michigan and Akron? And I was like, oh, hell yes. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. (laughs) Siri, you know me so well. You know me so well, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) It came up on its own, man. I'm like, what is my phone doing? (laughs) I was having issues with my phone all weekend, but that was the one thing that it got right. So, (laughs) Kansas, Oklahoma. Oklahoma discovered how to score points again. And that was sort of all it took. Oklahoma ran a ran a hundred and fifteen plays. Kansas ran eighty one. This Jeez. game was just absolute fire, and it's unfortunate. I think that with Jalen Daniels, Kansas wins this. The Mean Bean Machine just couldn't do it. Two TDs, two interceptions, two point zero nine Detmer could have thrown it some more. Just saying. Uh, Dylan, like, Ga- Dylan yeah. Gabriel for Oklahoma, like. 400 yards. He played so well. I, it was just, I feel like Kansas like lost Kobe Bryant to injury and like yeah. their defense just was decimated by injuries. I think there was another linebacker that went down yeah, and maybe they, like a, yeah, they, they were just like a mash unit. And, and I, with Kansas being this good early this year, like I just feel like they didn't have the depth that they need to plug and play when they have injuries. So I feel like they're, they're feeling the effects of it. So hopefully they can get that, that sixth win at this point. Uh, to, to get them bowl eligible. Yeah, I'm worried that Kansas had a bit of a false spring a little bit where they, you know, they won a bunch of games early and now they're getting into the schedule and they, they might get exposed a little bit more. And yeah, you're right. I Whatever, hope they man. get that. Ha- again, great, 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 with house great money, time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So happy. Don't, don't yeah. be hating. Don't be hating. Be nice if Jalen Daniels comes back. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying it, it would just be terrible if it does. Speaking of injuries, I want to shout out uh, to a UTSA player. I'll sub his name in here in this gap. He had never played left tackle in his life. No. Before Friday night when they traveled to FIU, he was a defensive player. Yeah. And a week ago, they were like, congrats, you're playing left tackle. Oh, no. And it took him about two quarters to figure it out. He had to, he had some trouble. They were running right at him. Like, like they were clearly, the FIU clearly knew that that was going to be a spot. So they were running right at him. But yeah, shout out to a guy who played left tackle for the first time in his life. How many sacks did a, he give up? On a up? Friday night Conference USA game. Jesus. How many sacks did he give up? If anything less than like four, I think it's great. <laughs> UTSA only had two sacks, so they, they, had, they were fine. Yeah, Done. plug and play I mean, guy. He did, good. A, he did a great job for the Meep Meeps. And they, they took on they took out Florida International on Vice Night. Vice. Vice. Someone pointed out that UTSA, like they had the UTS, UTSA logo, the yeah. Meep logo done in the Vice colors. And I said, it looks just like the Fiesta colors. Yeah. Just have Fiesta night. That's right. Do, and it would be, you this. could do the exact same thing because the Fiesta colors are teal, like the old Spurs colors, like that, that orange, teal, and pink. Just yes. do, do, do UTSA and Fiesta colors. Beautiful. Wonderful. I would, I would, uh, they would love it. And they would sell so much gear here oh, in yeah. San Antonio. They would sell so much gear with that. Iowa State and Texas. Iowa State. 
keeps losing these close games. Matt Campbell may be cursed. Texas probably Ooh. shouldn't have won this game. There was a there was somebody in our, our mentions which who who unfollowed us and said that we were salty that Texas lost and I was like do you under, <laughs> do you do you understand like hey you obviously don't listen to the podcast Mr Braggadocious Texas fan who is a little bit more tempered this week realizing Can you tell oh re- yeah realizing that he probably should have lost this game if the Iowa State wide receiver didn't fall down mm-hmm. which the turf monster got him which I, I don't know I'm, I'll blame Bevo on that one but uh, Bevo just stared him down and, and made him fall. But, yeah, in, in this situation, I mean, somebody said that Iowa State is this year's Nebraska. So, like, they oh. lose, they lose like, one possession games in heartbreaking fashion. Their last four games this year, they have lost by a combined 14 points. Oh. So, I mean, it's a nice Iowa. To the they won a one-score game. They can't be Nebraska. Yeah, okay. So, okay. God. So, they won a one-score game. Yes. That's good. That's good. But uh, there's this one follower, this one follower, every time we drop the Sickos rankings, after we mm-hmm. gave Iowa, Iowa State, the Sickos game of the week, he was like, you are disrespecting Iowa State Sickos wise. They are so Sickos. You need to watch. I'm like, oh, oh okay. full attention now, Cyclone. Yeah, you got full it. Full attention I mean, now. that you follower was right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you got it now. Full attention. Full attention to Iowa State. Cyclones. That's right. The entire state of Iowa is uh, is very fun. The entire state of Iowa. Yeah. I, I will remind you of that one follower's flag, the Iowa Sickos United flag. Uh, shout out to uh, the Iowa Sim. By the way, uh, there was the Iowa simulation that that one. Oh, oh yeah, the yeah, Iowa versus Iowa. Iowa versus oh, Iowa. It was Padilla Team won. Petros <laughs> versus Team Padilla, and Team Padilla won twenty seven fourteen. So that was a lot of points in a sim. <clears> so that's kind of crazy. Uh, Petras in the sim threw one touchdown and three interceptions. <laughs> Padilla in the sim threw zero touchdowns and one interception. Uh, okay. So full Iowa. And that's why we ranked Iowa versus the bye. Just yeah. due to the sim, we didn't know it was going to happen. But I think they raised like over 600 some odd dollars for the sim for a good cause. And so that was awesome. Back in the Big Ten West, Illinois at Minnesota. This, or Sorry, Minnesota at Illinois. Illinois wins this one, just grinding it out like Bert does. The meat say grinder. It, say it, say it, Jordan. Grinding. Oh yeah, Bert. Oh, <laughs> Bert's so good. Okay, Bert's so good. Oh god. Good. All right. Yeah. I, I want to pull back one... the curtain a little bit here for a second. <laughs> I and I gotta ask this because it's been so long and I don't know. Is his name? His name's actually. Brett, right? It's Brett. It's Brett. Yeah, it's Brett. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Brett. it's Brett Bielma. Yes. It's, Brett. it's not Bert. It's Brett. I, I, yeah. I just honestly, everything is always Bert with him. And it's just, <laughs> I can't. I think it was, I, I don't even know when that originated, but it's just no, fun either. to say Bert. I, I, I don't know. I think it was like the meme where he had the shirt off. Oh, yeah. He didn't have a, a shirt a, off. And then it's, it's a Bert. Bert. That's a Bert. That's a Bert. And yeah, definitely. It's just like Illinois is just. God, they will just grind you to death. I mean, Illinois, Illinois had 500 yards this game. Oh Minnesota, Minnesota had 180. Seriously. How many yards rushing like, for Illinois? Illinois, they exactly split it. Uh, 255 and 255-ish. They about split yeah. it. I mean, total balance on Illinois. Their defense is, is ridiculous. Like, like, like they, that's, that's actually the highlight, yes. Yeah, I, Illinois' defense is, is really good. Like, I didn't expect them to be... Um, 
you know, I didn't expect them to be that that good defensively, but oh my, like whoever the D coordinator is, like he's mm. probably going to be on the short list of some some head coaching jobs that are, the openings because I mean their defense is is stout, and Illinois offensively will just I mean just grind you. The defense will just I mean just beat you up. It's it's a great team, like a great like Big Ten West like style team, like like Bert built that. Ooh. Defensive coordinator Ryan Walters. He's uh, he formerly played for Colorado. Was the defensive coordinator for Missouri before. Uh, he's thirty six years old. This guy, uh, yeah, maybe has a big, a young, a young, a young man. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I will say that this was this was the this was the game when I first saw the bowl season shirts. You guys haven't <laughs> seen this. That oh, this year yes. the bowl season Twitter account. The minute that a team becomes bowl eligible. They are already like ready to like you know, print on demand a shirt that has your school's logo and it just says bowl bound, <laughs> which for some of the games this weekend, you're like, yeah, Syracuse, congrats. You made a bowl. Like maybe that, but like to release that after the Tennessee game is perfect. You know, Tennessee wins this huge game and then it's like, congrats, Tennessee, you're bowl bound. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that that was like very low on the list of excitement things points for that game, but okay, sure. I want to so go get your bowl bound shirt. I want to one up you one thing on the, on the bowl bound thing is uh, last week mm-hmm. uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl was had a they put out a tweet they were like here's a thread of all the teams that are eligible for the Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> and so like <laughs> the first team uh, to go six and zero was Michigan so they're like Michigan is now eligible for the Duke's Mayo Bowl <laughs> everybody yeah. in their replies is like Not- wait why would they be playing there. <laughs> That's perfect. See, that kind of thing is great. This right here is just like, I, I can't, this, someone described it as, this has to be like the kind of person that gets the like, the National League wildcard champion shirt. Woo, baby, yeah. What's, like, uh, what's for, Rob Lowe's on the water? The NFL. You buy the, you buy the shirt where your team wins the division. Like not right. even in the playoffs. Yeah, you nope. buy the shirt. Yep. NFC South champion Carolina yeah. Panthers. I mean, if you're That's in the right. Big well, Ten, if you're in the Big Ten West, you might buy the division championship. That's true. I mean, honestly, it's a badge of honor. Seriously, if you win that Big Ten West, I, I may need to buy one of those this year. Whoever wins it, UConn. I'm so sorry. I was. I I think I jinxed you guys. I was like super excited. You guys were ahead. I was like three wins in a row, baby. And then Ball State just came back, 15 points in the fourth, and just ugh. Sorry. So that Husky was revolution you. marches okay. on. Was that me. was you Husky. then. Okay. All right. Cause somebody in the mention was like, if you jinx this, and I was like, who's, who's okay. So you can come after the jinxer Jordan over here. It was not me. The UConn was up 21, 10. They had like a really, really bad fumble. Uh, they, oh, they lost God. like 17 yards. And then like ball state Ugh. was able to get 15 in the fourth to win like 25, 21. Um, definitely just, I mean, just a, Ah, man, UConn let one get away in which if they would have won this, it would have been four and four, only two games away from a bowl, which would have been a momentous occasion for the committee. But uh, hopefully they can pull it off. They, they got a tough road, but they may be able to sneak one or two. I mean, we didn't expect them to be Fresno. Uh, on Friday night, Baylor, West Virginia was an absolute wild shootout. If you were watching whatever the NFL was playing that night and didn't watch this instead, y'all were just wrong. Baylor had yeah. over Baylor had almost 700 yards. West Virginia had 500. It was the it was Max Big 12. It was great. Beautiful. 
Bart. Shout out Jay Arnold. Uh, he went there. It was the send Jay away game. He does like a bracket in the offseason where he goes to travel to one game on the Texas A&M bye week. So he, he went to Morgantown on a Thursday. Uh, shout out to the Smoking Musket also who wore yeah. the West Virginia Dynasty cricket shirt to the game. Repeat, so that's, that, that's good luck. That's good luck. You have to wear that to every game now, Smoking Musket. Yeah. So you, you do. You got to wear the cricket Dynasty championship shirt. Uh, seriously, we, I tried to get one. They only had small left. And believe me, my small days were were, were probably like when I was like eight. So I'd say uh, like fourth grade, yeah. <laughs> like maybe. But seriously, if they ever get more in stock, I may have to buy the West Virginia Cricket Dynasty shirt. Uh, Baylor is now 0-6 in Morgantown, right? Yeah. Uh, also on Friday night, SMU and Navy. Only interesting about thing about this was that the horse shit on the field. And we got tagged <laughs> so many times. Oh my god! With videos of the oh horse shitting on the field. Thank you. <laughs> you guys know us so well. Thank you. <laughs> we Bless you. <laughs> puke. We like puke and we like shit. There we are, guys. We got a puke brand. And puke and poop. There we the go. Puke and poop. <laughs> so like we got tagged in it so much, we wanted to. We were trying to come up with catchy names for this. Now you know we we just got tagged in it so much, and it was just one of those tweets where. Like everyone's like, hey man, hey sickos committee, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this horse take a crap all over the field? Have you seen this? And then they had to stop the game for fifteen minutes to delay. <laughs> that, that was the best part. There was a game delay to clean up the shit. I think my favorite video was this. Was like the commentator, the, the normal commentator, was trying to narrate what was going on and why there was fifteen minute delay. And then Heisman winner Andre Ware is just giggling in the background. <laughs> Just, just giggling the whole time. He's like, Dude, there's shit on the field. <laughs> why could uh, why could we have had Robert Griffin on this call? Oh, our oh he would have been he would have been great in this. It was so awesome. SMU won the game against Navy. It was a very entertaining game. Navy Navy threw like a couple touchdown passes. Uh, they also uh, bobbled and botched. They got an intentional grounding on a quarterback spike because they fumbled. That's right. <laughs> but, oh, I, I mean, that was great. That never seen, I've never seen that before. I've never, I mean, like, again, that's why we get excited when Navy and Air Force and Army throw touchdown passes because, I mean, that's all they do is run the triple option. And then sometimes they 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 bobble a, a snap and, and and fumble one and and get an intentional grounding on the quarterback spike, so uh, which which is ridiculous. But no, that was fun. Uh, so the names that we I think we settled on, since SMU was the is known as the Pony Express, we settled on the names of either the Potty Express or the Poopy Express. So oh, those are the names we're going to go with one of those two there. Uh, you can decide, but that's what we named it since we got tagged in that video. Because there was nothing else going on besides the the crappy yeah. Commanders and, and Bears game and and when it, when a horse shits on a field, you know, yeah, there's more, the internet there's more, just, uh, more shit in the that. NFL game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Carson Wentz. The last game I want to talk at length about, or not at length is shortly was a game only because the ACC network tried to hide this one from us. Miami at Virginia tech. They put that on the regional network. Seriously. Trying to hide things from us. Seriously. I went to go try to find this game. I have the ACC alternate. Oh yeah. And, and, not, and not on I there. have it. I have it. And they're like, uh, we can't show you this game due to technical difficulties. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. bullshit. I want to watch this fucking game. Let me watch this game. Seriously. I want to watch. You can't watch it. It makes you want to watch it more. God. I mean like, Oh, like I want to see the hurricanes play the Hokies. Come on. Let me relive the 90s and early aughts, all right? Feels like 98, baby. Feels like 98. 
right. Canes, Hokies, Interstate. I don't know. No, no, they wouldn't let me do it. This is some bullshit. This game was a blowout, and then it wasn't. Miami scored the first twenty points, and then just sort of let Virginia Tech back into it. I feel like they should have when they when they broadcast this game and it goes on the ACC alternate network. When you try to log in to access the game, it just gives you a graphic and it says uh, name all ACC coastal teams, and you just have to pick them out. Oh, God damn it! You have to enter the password, and they put a timer on. You have one minute to I'm name all robot. ACC coastal teams if you really want to watch this game. Like and, they're put, and, they're put, the and they're putting coastal. Miami on. The ACC regional again this week. Against Duke, which is, which is, come come on, man. Y'all can't be doing this to Mario Cristobal. Kamish, who are our clock commanders of the week? All right. So we're going to separate this one a little bit here for the clock commanders of the week. So there was some ref issues and then the clock commander, we're going to try to give it to just like a coach uh, in this situation. So we'll talk about the ref issues after this. So clock commander of the week, we're going to give it to PJ Fleck. Row the boat. Minnesota called back-to-back timeouts in the first quarter, uh, near the end of the first quarter here, to try to force the Illinois backup kicker to kick a field goal into the wind. Now, it was a stiff breeze. Fine. Whatever. Instead, the Illini, Bert, Bert Bielema was like, man, man, fuck this. They went for it on fourth and six, <laughs> and they converted it. <laughs> Just like they converted it to fourth and six. So basically, PJ Flex strategy, clock commandering, backfired and he lost two timeouts to try to force them to kick a field goal into the win. And, and shout out to Mr. Bilma, Coach Bilma, beautiful. He said, fine, we'll just go for it then. Whatever. And they got it. So like Flex's whole thing is just to try to annoy other coaches to death and, and Bert's just like doesn't give a shit. Yeah, right. That's exactly what it is. That's, that's what it is. I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't whatever. I'm like I'm you do that on James Illinois. Franklin and Franklin's gonna have a fit. A meltdown, right. Yes. Bert's like, whatever, fine, we're going for it. And and they I got just, it. I'll just I'll just kick it into I'll kick it into the other wind. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I don't mean, care. I'll kick, I'll kick a tell them to kick fucking sideways. I don't fucking care. I'll bounce I don't, off the top bounce off the top fucking row if I tell him to. I don't care. I don't no. Care. Bert, that's right. So PJ Fleck, clock commander of the week for calling back to back timeouts <laughs> near the end of the first quarter <laughs> to try to force somebody to kick into the wind in the first quarter. Thank you. So and, and Coach Bielma for for basically uh, the anti clock commander of the week. Like, I'm just going for this shit. Love let's it. Ta- let's talk about those refs now. Oh my god! All right, so the refs were phenomenal this week. I mean, like very sickos. I mean, they they gave Alabama like sixteen penalties, the most they ever had in the game ever. So thank you so much for those referees. And and Alabama now the the most penalized team in FBS. They rank one thirty first. Oh my god! Beautiful refs. Holy shit! Good job, refs. All right, we have two ref instances. The the my favorite one. Was it's it's towards late night, whatever. So UNLV is getting blown out by Air Force. It's thirty-five-seven, and evidently the UNLV band is playing in between Air Force's plays, which it didn't really seem to be affecting Air Force at all because they're up thirty-five-seven. So the the ref walks into the stands, 
And he goes up to the band director. I'm talking about like walking across. Like, oh, yeah. A no. section. Excuse, like, me, I mean, excuse me. Pardon me. Seriously. I, it looked like he was walking like down the hall, like he was a principal and he was about to give the UNLV band director detention. It was ridiculous <laughs> that he did this. He's like, see me after school. But like, I don't know why he didn't want to do it over the intercom. I don't know if it wasn't working. Apparently, this happens. At, somebody I mentioned says this happens at HBCU games all the time. So that was that was ridiculous. Uh, and then I, I don't know what was said. Uh, we didn't get any comments after the game, which would have been great if we figured out what it was. Air Force won uh, 42-7, so it really didn't matter. Then uh, one other shout out we got to give out to the Pac-12 refs in the USC Utah game, <laughs> which last drive, the last drive. I don't know what was going on. But seriously, like, they kept adding time back to USC. Like, they gave them, like, five more seconds. They gave them another second. I mean, the Utah fans are going insane because they just kept doing it. And then I made a joke tweet after that. I was like, we, we believe Utah beat USC, but who knows that the refs can throw more time on at any time. Or, you know, in that last pass, you know, USC tried to call a play mid-timeout. Uh, I'm sorry, timeout, mid-play, whatever. But it's just so ridiculous. I don't know what was going on. Those refs were just absolutely ridiculous the whole game. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll just we'll just name this with the what's the deal with the refs this week segment. So, Other random assortment of things that we mm-hmm. want to mention. There was an 18-inning playoff game that happened last night. God, the baseball Astros never stops. Yeah, the Astros won that one. Yeah, yeah that was- I saw so much about how, like, you know, the Mariners haven't been in the playoffs since I think two thousand one. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I no. went that year. It was Ichiro's rookie year, and I went to a game in Cleveland where they played, and they didn't win that series, even though they had one of the best records ever in baseball. And they they say we're saying that oh yeah, all the Astros or Mariners fans have been waiting for playoffs. So let's go a lot more playoffs this year. <laughs> Baseball sucks because it can go on forever. It's like golf. It can just go on forever if depending how bad you are at it. Well, and the problem for the fan experience is that they cut off drink sales in the seventh inning. When so I found that out, I was like horrified. You're set, that's 12 innings. You can't I, I feel like they should every every two uh every two extra innings you should be able to buy a beer. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there was I think there was a tweet. I don't I think it may have been from Brian Floyd, uh <clears throat> where he said, "Like it, it, it must suck to like lose a game like that in extra innings, like eighteen innings. You basically yeah. play two games. It must suck." Yeah, um, I, I can feel you there. Uh, in my baseball playing days in high school, uh, in like a state final, uh, state like semifinal game, mm-hmm. we went to like fifteen innings, and we oh. only played seven innings. We went to fifteen. And I even remember my stat line from that game. I was like zero for two with like seven walks. Uh, it was just ridiculous. Like I, I mean, it was it was such like I mean, I got walked so many times. I, I would always get to like first. I was always on first. It was ridiculous, and it was oh man, it's just such a bitter loss. It was a seven six loss. It was six six after seven. Nobody scored for like eight more innings. It was oh just God. it was brutal, oh. and I was playing. And they had like an allotment that you can only allow the pitchers to pitch seven innings at a time. So we had a reliever. We had a reliever come in. They had a reliever come in, pitch seven shutout innings on both sides. He he walked me like five times. He didn't strike me out at all. But uh, but he walked me like I was on base every time. And whoever was behind (laughs) me, just you know, 
I, I get the second on a steal or, or a pass ball, or whatever. They could not put me in. And so like, <laughs> it, it, it was, Oh God, like this, them saying that it must haunt them forever. Yeah. Yeah. That was over 20 years ago. And and I cannot believe we lost that game. I am so mad <laughs> that we lost that game. So I, I feel your pain Mariners fans. Uh, shout out to the mustachioed Utah male cheerleader. He oh, was God. going for it. We Seriously. loved him. Yes. Shout out also to the Michigan puke sponsored by Chipotle. <laughs> one of those horrible <laughs> delayed ad tweets. Chipotle usually makes you come out one end, but on this one, it was the other. See, yeah. we have a brand now. It's poop. <laughs> And puke. It's all yeah, we do. the the Blake Corum. Uh, he is a he's actually a sponsored Chipotle um, athlete. I think oh, one no. of our one of our followers <laughs> listeners. Oh, no. I did respond to our thing, and 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 he actually posted something the other day where he was at I don't know was at a Chipotle or somewhere else. He actually ran into Blake Corum, took a picture with his son with with Blake Corum. So like, yeah, I think they saw Blake Corum on the screen and they're like, oh, well, put it on there. But. But again, to go back to the other one, the Tennessee player, when he threw up before the, before the play, there was something that came out. Blake Corbs, it looked like he just like choked on something wrong and spit a little bit. It was it yeah. wasn't much. Shout out also to the Rocket City Trash Pandas for hosting a one way football game between Jacksonville State and North Alabama. Jacksonville State won it pretty handily. All the angles in that great game were great. This is also the one where they only went one direction. Shout out to the Rocket City pa- uh, Trash Panda social media team for like being super kind and interacting and explaining to everyone what this game was actually going to look like and be like. <laughs> the Tennessee Gold Fund Me. This one rubbed me the wrong way. I'm, I'm going to so back bad. off on it a little bit because I was kind of an asshole about it. But basically, Tennessee afterwards, when you would expect them, their athletics department would be like, hey, want a big game? Let's let's fundraise off this. That's what I. That's great. But they sold it as like, hey, y'all ripped down our goalposts. You should pay for new ones. And like that to me just seemed lame. Enjoy the win. Don't do this. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, man, leave Tennessee alone. They're, I mean, the athletics department, I mean, they're going to fundraise. And then there's there's maniacal Tennessee fans that are they're going to buy into it and donate. Uh, the weird thing was the donation amounts. He was yes. like, "Hey, you want yeah. you want like sixteen dollars for the last how many years?" Um, so congratulations, That's a Tennessee. Weird way finally. to put it. There was one lady who like cut up like a giant checkerboard square in the oh end. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, that, like, yeah. oh my god! Like she took the entire hunk of like checkerboard in the end zone. Perfect. Like I mean, Beautiful. she had like a Swiss Army knife. I don't know what she was doing, but she was like slicing that thing up like it was a cake. It's yeah. just gonna take that whole square home. There was the I don't other. Know what she was, was gonna the, do with that sod, but that was ridiculous. There was the other one of the first students on the field from the one shot. She's out there in a walking boot running under the field. Oh, that that was the TCU. That was TCU. That was TCU. TCU where they where they beat Oklahoma State after a lovely comeback to the Horn Frog. She was like, "I am storming this field. I do not care. I am in a walking boot." Shout out to her. I mean, that is dedication. You are in the committee, whoever you are. For storming the field in a walking boot. I I will also say, like, Tennessee, like, storming the field, smoking the cigars out there. It was great. Like, marching the goalposts. Shout out to Art But Make It Sport, who who was so good at matching up, like, famous paintings to to sports pictures. That's ones from this game were absolutely amazing. Like, I ride the goalposts. I'm (laughs) I'm considering getting prints on those because that's that's pretty amazing. The guy God, riding so the, the guy riding the goalpost, like pointing, and you can see like the balls <laughs> in the background, and then he so matches good. it up with the other. Oh man, it was 
<laughs> yeah, he's good. I mean, it's phenomenal. I it was a great, great. He art but making sports is is beautiful. It's a great account. Yeah. And you should follow it. Other things. Number one in FCS and number one in D two both went down this weekend. That's right. I following both these games. South Dakota State wins the Dakota Marker Trophy for the third time in a row, which is Woo. a coup for them. And win it in Fargo is huge. Ooh. And also, Grand Valley State upsets Ferris State twenty two to twenty one and wins the Acrebone Classic. Both huge games, like upends on that kind of thing. Yes. And then lastly, the Idaho Vandals, our beloved Kibby boys, went to Montana and won. I didn't realize they followed our account until this, until like the safety happened. Mm-hmm. So it was like 6 3, and then like Montana's punter was back to punt. And then a safety happened because the, the punt went over like the, the punter's head. I'm sorry, the snap went over the punter's head. And it wound up in the end zone, and then the punter was like, "Oh no, do I try to punt this?" Or, and then it gets tackled by like two Idaho guys, and then the Vandals account like tag us in the tweets. Oh and my I'm like, god! My God, Idaho follows us. Yes, yeah, the do. Vandals. Like hell yeah, Vandals. Uh, but like, I was like, I was so amazed, and then so we tweeted it, and then like the Big Sky Conference was like, yes. That we know the Sickos committee loves this one when Idaho's upsetting <laughs> oh number god. three Montana. And I'm like, the big sky follows us? Oh my god, the big sky. I gotta go out there. I wanna go to I wanna go to Pocatello, uh, the site of the ULM nineteen eighty-seven FCS championship in the Holt. I believe it's the Holt Arena. The yeah, sideways. The sideways dome. Oh man, I wanna go. And I was I was thinking about going, but I don't know. Uh, maybe I can pull it off. It's it's the week before Thanksgiving, Idaho versus Idaho State. I would love to do that to go in Pocatello. I could fly to like Salt Lake and then, then drive up. I think it's like two hours from Salt Lake to do that. I would love to do so. it if I could pull it off. I do want to shout out some more uh, Sunbelt, Funbelt action yeah, go here. For it. So shout out to Troy for yeah. coming back to beat Texas State. Uh, they they look like Texas State who beat App State was going to be feisty and beat them. So shout out, shout out to Troy to come back and get that touchdown. Uh, to and then hold off the Bobcats. Also, uh, to the, the you know my my sister's alma mater. I got a shout out Southern Miss. They beat Arkansas State by a point. Yeah, um, real close game. Very close game. Uh, they were down nineteen seven going into the fourth, and then the uh, the Golden Eagles, Southern Miss to the top, came back and and uh, pulled it off and and beat Arkansas State by by a point. So the you know the Golden Eagles they feel at home. Uh, in in the Sun Belt, which is good. I, I know they had to leave Conference USA as like a founding member, but it's good that they, they seem they seem yeah. to fit in, in the Sun Belt, and, and I really like it. And uh, shout out to you for making the Game of Thrones Sun Belt sound. That was uh, funny. Audio on that. that was fun. And in a yes, haha, yes. And you know we'll be back with the preview for for week eight because everybody thought week seven was not going to be great, but. Oh boy, was it? Yeah, it was. Every week this week, every week this year just feels like one of those weeks. Yep. Okay, everyone, we'll see you for week eight. Thank you.